Hey, this your favorite intellect, Dr. B. If you're looking to expand your listening game a little bit more, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and of course, SoundCloud. And if you find something interesting and you want us to talk about, please hashtag us at S-T-B-A-P. Again, that's hashtag S-T-B-A-P. We would love to hear what you got to say. And please don't forget to comment and rate the show on iTunes so we can give you more to brag about. Something to brag about podcast. Hi, everybody. What's going on, peeps? Welcome to Something to Break About Podcast. You almost forgot. No, I was trying to say the number, but I don't know it. What number? The number of episodes. Oh, yeah. It's like what? 20-something. 20-something. It's really weird because we got 20-something shows. The people be having like 50 shows that one year. But it's okay. We're not people, right? (laughs) We're something to brag about. Something to brag about. Okay. But I'm glad to be here. Glad Thank to be you, back Brandon. on the mic, you know. And today we have a special guest, and we're going to be talking about a very relevant topic that is really um, circulating in society and on, in media. It's a really uh, a becoming an epidemic today, and we feel as if it should be talked about and brought to your attention. And we brought a specialist in. Her name is Wanda Baydoon. She's a middle school teacher in the Dearborn Public School Systems, and she has a specialization in human trafficking. Uh, Wanda, welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's not going too well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, so we opened the show with this week was mm-hmm. so, so it's not you, going too okay. well, but it's all right. So, what's, Danny, what's going on in your week? Because this time it's not going too well. What's going on? Well, in light of the conversation that we had before we came on the show, it's like you know that's how you feel. It's like it's not going too well in the world. So if the world's mm-hmm. not going well and my people are still oppressed <laughs> and my mama still got to work two or three jobs, call me for some money, and I yep. still got to see my sisters and brothers being trafficked. And like mm-hmm. living off this false dream, how can I be well? So well, it's not going well, but I do manage to find some type of serenity okay, in good. my life and in my day. So what I've been doing lately, I've been off of school. Um, so I went back to writing my book. Um, I've completed like the second of the last chapter. Um, in the book, so I'm excited about it. I'm glad how the project the is all coming. The second of the last chapter. Yeah, because I had two chapters left. So I did the second or the last one. So I have one more left. Oh, I know it's okay. kind of like weirdly worded, but yeah, I think yeah, it like made sense. Woo, I got it. Really like, you know, process well, it. I'm waiting um, for the book because... It's coming out. So, you know, after that... I read that, the first two chapters. Well, it was read to me. You should read books. <laughs> it was read to me the first two chapters, and so I liked it. Okay. I was thinking about your book the other day, too. Like, hmm, I wonder what ever happened. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I haven't let that go. That's like something that's really close and dear to my heart. And I feel as if it is speak to a lot of people and they are find themselves in the stories that, you know, I'm um, 
telling and like they're very genuine and authentic and like coming from a place of education and I really want to um, really try to save some people lives and let them know like there is hope and like um, you don't have to be alone so I'm still in the process of trying to find like a good title but I know I got to finish the project before I come up with a title but mm -hmm. I, certain titles are circulating so that's what I've been doing um, but Danny B what's up what's good with you um well my sorority is very time consuming <laughs> and I haven't been able to like get any rest. Um, just in general, like this podcast, my sorority, the other podcast, church and work. I just felt like it was a lot going on. I started writing my own book Come on now. and I don't want to write the rest, but i find <laughs> the motivation somewhere. I'm okay. I mean, relative to what you put out there, I guess I'm not okay, but I find my serenity somewhere, too. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to discourage you. <laughs> or, I'm like, you well, know, I'm not doing so good. To, you know, put a dent into your perception <laughs> of society, but if by all means, I always try to, you know, bring awareness to people like that. Not saying that you need it, but <laughs> okay. to people who are like living in like in a bubble perspective, right? And sometimes it's not their fault mm -hmm. that they just can't see past that cloudy circle that's circulating around them. I seem to like that word right now. Circulating? Um, yeah, circulating around okay. them because Is that your, sometimes did you, you just it, learn it? Did I just that's an insult to my intelligence. No, question, I probably right? learned circulating in like second or third grade or probably okay. before I came out the womb. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where you was in there circulating, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Emotion. So, um Yeah. So how was your week? It's a great week. Well, I spent most most of my time. Sorry? Go ahead. Okay. As I spent most of my time at work, and like you guys said, I'm a 7th and 8th grade middle school teacher, uh, a school called Oil Smith Middle School. I love my kids. It's a diverse group. They're amazing. But it's been tiring with my internship, you know, stresses for my master's in social work along with Brandon. And, um, you know, just all the things going on. I'm moving in, in June. So I got a lot of... And then, of course, this... this uh, is pretty much a human trafficking awareness time, right, you know. Right, right. So um, just organizing the event that we um, I co-host every single year was a lot of stress that I just came through. But the event went great, and there was a great, great show up turnout of people. And we even had a survivor, like I was talking about in class today, we had a survivor listening to our uh, survivors that we put on the show um, come come to us and ask if she could speak about her story mm -hmm. that she'd been experiencing. And it was just so unexpected, but it just made me understand that, you know, it's, it was a true calling, I, that this had to happen for somebody's life to be saved. Mm. That's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. All right. So this segment is the meat. This is the dinner, baby. Time to eat. Time to grub, dub, love, love. <laughs> if y'all can see Brandon's face when he do the love, love, love. Because I'm so passionate about, about it. About like, eating. Who's not passionate about <laughs> eating? Like, I, I don't overindulge, but like I have my favorites. Like, yes. 
Yeah. It is like the greatest thing. I don't know if it's the greatest thing, but like you for have me to, to do, do it to eat. Like for me to do by myself. Like, have you ever felt like you ate to live instead of living to eat? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's two, yeah, different, I two eat, different things. I eat to live when I'm at home, when I go on vacation. <laughs> okay. That's when I eat to mm, mm, enjoy mm, yourself. Mm, yes, okay. at home. Ramen will get me through. You know. I feel it. I feel it. So today, like we said earlier, we're. we're, we're Talking about and introducing probably a topic that many people haven't heard of, are afraid to talk about, and um, I, 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 I say this with the most um, sensitivity, may have experienced in their lifetime, because we have a wide variety of listeners, um, so I don't want to disrespect the population that we're addressing today, um, but we're, we're going to be talking about human trafficking, which is a very serious ordeal. I know a lot of comedians and a lot of people, they poke fun at it, and they try to like lighten the issue, but it's not something that should really be taken lightly, um, because... At any moment, it can be your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, your friend. Um, and we feel as if you really need to know like what is happening in today's society at the most like grand level, right? So I'll be drawing from um, humantraffickinghotline.org. And I feel before we go into the conversation, I'll give you a working definition of what human trafficking is. So human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery, right? So this crime occurs when a trafficker uses force, fraud, to control another person for the purposes of engaging in commercialized sex acts or soliciting labor or services against his or her will. Um, now, I'm no expert on human trafficking, um, but I've heard about it. I've been, you know, um, in spaces where it's talked about freely. Um, but the reason why we brought Wanda here is because this is her specialty. This is what she immersed herself in and she can provide the facts. She can validate certain um, experiences and hopefully if she is comfortable with it um share a personal not a personal but share a story if you will um about uh, a survivor who have experienced human trafficking just so people know that this is real so i'll turn it over to wanda wanda um tell us a little bit more about human trafficking what we need to know what are the myths like what like should we be on the look for what is happening today like yeah so brandon there's so many truths versus myth I mean, if you wanted to start with the U.S. versus, um, you know, the concept of like what we think it is, like a lot of people, when they think about human trafficking, they think third world countries like India or Africa, you know, where we know there's a lot of slave labor going on. We know actually that um, sex trafficking is only 23 percent of the world's trafficking. So there's sex trafficking and then there's labor trafficking. Sex trafficking is selling somebody else's body for money, right? Mm -hmm. Through uh, the things you already spoke about earlier, coercion, threat, you know, bribery, conditioning, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. And so when, when, we, when we think about trafficking, a lot of people think automatically third world country, they think labor, um, you know, um, trafficking, or even sometimes um, they think sex trafficking, like uh, Cambodia and, you know, uh, certain parts of Asia that people know about. But the scary myth is that it doesn't happen here in the U.S., Actually, there are. Yeah, that's my. That's what yeah. I do. I actually thought trafficking for a long time was I had to be stolen or kidnapped 
from another country Absolutely and taken to another country mm-hmm. yeah and then i'm being trafficked yeah actually that's that's a perfect example of what a lot of people don't you know they're not aware because mm-hmm. they, here's the thing human trafficking is actually a new label it was you know slave labor modern day, modern day slavery right but people didn't know what it was we have survivors who listened to other survivors speak and talk about human trafficking that said I didn't even know that that's what that was. I experienced that. I didn't know that there was a word for that. You know, so this is a fairly new thing. Um, but we we are shocked with the facts. It's always been happening and it's still happening. Actually, yeah. here in the U.S., $32 billion is spent annually um, on, you know, uh, I'm sorry, is, yeah, spent um, annually on human trafficking. Now, can you say that figure again? How yeah, much? so that's $32 billion annually in the U.S. and actually over $150 billion uh, globally. Now, because I, I know you have a lot of yeah. information mm-hmm. that you, you, you're going to, you know, share out with yeah. us. But I think it would be helpful if we um, provide a little bit more context to Absolutely. this conversation. So we have a working definition of what mm-hmm. human trafficking is, right? So who's responsible likely for human trafficking? Well, who are the... The so like the pimps okay okay so yeah actually this is a great topic and i love this topic because it, it points to another myth and that myth is okay so we know that the pimps are the ones that operate the system it's organized crime and organized crime is actually very strategic mm-hmm. it's run by people who understand the mind uh like uh you know people do who, these people have degrees oh absolutely actually there's a common misconception that you know pimps are you know what you see like african american snoop dog you know the man wearing the green suit actually money mike is actually the bottom of the pit he's the guy that the real pimps you know throw their girls at them because they no longer want those girls they don't think that those girls are valuable wow, enough for their the high paying so in a way yeah. the bottom pimp got another pimp ahead yeah. of him, uh, over him uh, so it's absolutely. a hierarchy yeah, it's a pimps. hierarchy you've got it and actually the top of the line you ready for this come on so the top of the line would be middle class white collar crime you know white men like are you familiar with that story about the I want to say when no like they just burnt the building down because it was like oh, a hotel. Oh, yeah, here in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a hotel. They were like, you. They only mm-hmm. had one room off of rent. All the other rooms yep. were spaces for. And it was so bad. for like prostitution yes. and stuff. And the community was tired of it, and they knew what was going on. And the com- like they ain't gonna say the community burnt. Mm-hmm. I think the community burnt that. Oh, they absolutely. Had Somebody did that. And then they were like trying to get it back. But open. do you blame them? You know what they said? They said they couldn't even uh, send the search dogs inside because of how many needles there were on the ground. You know. That's insane. Yeah. So you know that's another myth is that you know uh, these women. You know that they're that they you know are in their normal state. Yeah, they're in their normal state that they that they are choosing yeah. this lifestyle, and that's, and that's a really yeah, it's a big myth. You know, um, we're we're kind of conditioned to think that prostitutes are these bad people who you know don't they, they, who value pleasure yeah over everything exactly. You know, we're taught to to look at them like they're less than us because they're choosing quote unquote the lifestyle that they're living, but actually we found that like you know a, a large percentage of them have been victims or you know I should say survivors of human trafficking from the very start you know molestation so or rape like, at, at what yeah. age so that's a great start? question Brandon and that's another myth is that you know it only you know it happens to like young beautiful teenage girls but actually we're talking really young we're talking the most common age for for women is between the ages 12 and 14 
And then I for think boys, even younger than that too. Yeah, sometimes. so that's, that's the most common. Yeah, yeah. That's that's most right. Common, yeah. That's the most common. So wow. we're not talking about younger, and we're not talking about like pedophiles, right? Because that exists too. But yeah, that's, that's a, a different talk. Different yeah, thing. that's a different topic. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But then you've got the Ooh. ages ten to twelve for boys. You know, people believe uh, it only happens to women, and it's true that uh, women and children co compromise eighty percent of you know. Um, you know, of the human trafficking numbers, with 50% uh, of that number being children. So isn't that disgusting? That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I just, why would, that's just like, to me, it's just like, that is the worst thing you could ever do is like force somebody mm -hmm. to do sexual acts. Like that is mm -hmm. just like, like your morals compass. Now take well. that thought. Danny, take that thought and then take it another step up when you make somebody believe that they their worth is that. So it's it's to the point where almost you're you're doing it against this person's will because you've almost hypnotized them. Like you've hypnotized them to believe that that is what they are here to do. That that's their purpose because you attack them at a moment in time when they were vulnerable because you're so good at seeing you know the psychology of the individual who is vulnerable and then you take that weakness and you fulfill it. Right? This is the mind of a trafficker. They take a, a, a victim, right, a target's weakness, and what they do is, is they recognize it, and then they fulfill that problem. So let's say the girl... They solve it for they them. They solve it for them. So you're, you're doing this breeding, right? You're, you're con conditioning this person before they've even decided to work with you. Right? You're making them feel safe. You're giving them everything Maslow says you need. Right? Mm -hmm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right? Mm -hmm. So you start with basic uh, food... Shelter, right? Mm -hmm. Then what's the next thing to gain somebody's trust? You what? Include, love them. Love intimacy. them, yeah. Intimacy, right? You make them feel like they're worthy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then what sex you do is you... Exactly, sex mm -hmm. and passion. And then what you do is you, you, you literally take it a next step and you smack them in the face and you take that all away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you say, this is, this is what you have to do or you don't get that. Mm -hmm. The minimum. Mm -hmm. Right. So... A lot of these, go these girls are coerced, right? They're forced, they're tricked, they're manipulated, especially our young girls, because it's easy, right? It's easy to believe, you know, especially our young girls in poverty. Mm. You know, let's talk about that. That's a different, it's a whole different situation. That's like talking about the yeah. low level. Exactly. Yeah. We're talking intersectionality here, right? We're talking when two things are, tar are, are hitting somebody, two forms of oppression are hitting somebody at the same time. So you've got a person who's being targeted because they are vulnerable in so many ways. They're vulnerable with money. They're vulnerable with family. They're vulnerable, you know, school, education, race. race. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But that's not to say that human trafficking does not, that uh, human tra trafficking discriminates. It doesn't. It does not. No. Um, but you are absolutely right in that the, those vulnerabilities make mm -hmm. up a big reason why some you know people are more manipulated than others some races mm -hmm. to be uh, so as, as disgusting human trafficking is mm -hmm. and how um we see it it really damages individuals like that go through that mm -hmm. you know process of human trafficking what begs the question for myself is where is this ideology coming from where is this stemming from and what i see very clearly is this archaic yes. ideology of firstly women right and how they are only brought to uh or, or, or only uh um, valued uh, value for sex object. right yeah and objectification yeah, absolutely. is totally at play here and then also when you 
you talk about the minorities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the them being promiscuous, and that's what they are intended to do. So we might as well get them and include them at mm-hmm. an early age. And then it goes more so from sex trafficking into organ trafficking. You, oh God, I. I'm so glad you brought that up because actually there's so many um, Oregon trafficking cases in Michigan that it's it's scary, you know. I remember when I was told, like, because I'm um, I'm an Oregon donor on my license or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they were like, why would you put that? So so they're like, why would you do that? Because they're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not even going to lie, I, I am an organ donor because I do believe in trying to help as many lives as I can, but it's scary. <laughs> yeah, It is scary I'm now that I, like, I'm hearing uh, this because approximately 10,000 illegal human organs are purchased in the black market each year. Absolutely. It's People scary. come up dead yeah. all the time. People yeah. then die from sudden death <laughs> or was found in the alley. That's staged. Man. You absolutely And then right. you don't know if we're keeping the, the people up top alive yeah. with, the, with our organs. It was one, I forgot, it was one, like... Rich man, he was so rich. Yeah. Oh, had money. He had ten to get on the beginning tag, of the wait list. Um, replacements. Yeah. Ten heart replacements. Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. Yeah. How many? Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. It yeah. was and I, like how could your body even take those many hearts? <laughs> like yeah. how would your body even take that many hearts? Many? Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Ten. Rockefeller had ten. Heart replaced. Think about that. That's crazy. Where the fuck those, excuse me, people <laughs> Y'all know Dr. B don't carry on like this. <laughs> but where did those hearts come from? Like, and that's But why did your body accept all 10 of those hearts? I don't understand. But look We're at the all greed behind that. It's, it's all greed Look at right the now. greed behind so, that. So, and they, they will not stop. Yeah. At no measure yeah. until they get what they want. Oftentimes. But what is the driving force? That's what re- that the money. Like that's all it is. It is honey, you, yes. They're pimping them out for yeah, the money. Yeah. So like truly, if you even like you want me to hurt your feelings more with that, I can even tell you Don't you've hurt got me, it. Wanda. You've got it. <laughs> so like you know when when you're this actually ties more into like labor uh, trafficking because if you think about it, labor trafficking is is existent because of greed. Right? right we need things we are consuming so much why we like literally these ceos are making like like let me just read to you this it says irene rosenfeld ceo of Kraft foods which is the parent company of maxwell coffee house um is paid more than 26 million dollars a year okay howard schultz the ceo of starbucks who receives more than 30 million dollars a year okay why why do these people need that much money why like think about it like it's Not literally greed. Coffee. Like all that can 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 save a life, a laboring hand. That's literally there, and it can save all the laboring hands. And and that's it's just such a scary thing. It's just people put such a high value on this amount, this idea of abundance. This, you know what I mean? So can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm gonna play. I don't want to say devil advocate because yeah, I don't like to give him <laughs> that type of glory. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to be on the polarizing I'm not side him. Yeah. I'm of that myself. argument. Because, like, what if you were in this position where you have worked your tail off and you were, like, now being awarded $30 million a year? What would you, would you say? No, I don't deserve that. Or, like, would you take it? Like, like. 
I, I, I think truly, it's, a, it's about what you do with the money that you have. Yeah, absolutely. More so than how much money that but, you have. But we know those companies are tied with the human trafficking. They're the labor okay, that's, that's involved. Okay, that's why I was getting to yeah. indirectly. And that's why oh, I referenced okay. those two. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do know that um, <laughs> what what is made through their company <laughs> is, uh, you know, uh, at the hands of trafficked people. Wow. In other in other countries, and and they are the the uh, uh, CEOs of which companies? We are talking about the CEO of Kraft Foods, Maxwell House Company. So stop right there. Yeah, people. That's cheese. Yeah, Kraft Foods. That's all dairy. <laughs> Brand They need to know. Yeah. Okay. We've even coffee, the GMOs and GMO, all that stuff. And I'm a big craft and coffee <laughs> drinker so I like Look at me. but you Why guys you the truth here's the truth though like there's so much more than we think like the cocoa and the coffee um is like the is like those are like the highest and uh outside labor trafficking like that's what we mm. are are looking for you mm. know that's what people are consuming and they're consuming mindlessly you know and mm. with abundance with yeah. you know with greed with this you know this we're not understanding, slowing down. Slowing coffee down. at an alarming rate. Yeah. Oh, I'm why, really but why are we drinking this coffee? We're drinking this coffee to keep I'm this corporate world out. alive, right? Oh you know? And so, when I say car- coffee look should be illegal. Well, like we've got so many kids falling over in exha- exhaustion because they're trying to live up to society standards. I feel so guilty. Yeah. Like these kids on Adderall, taking Adderall, like they Speed. believe they can't. They can't get through their day unless they 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 have a, a pill That's in their body insane. to fo- you know to focus on their studies because they gotta keep you know a living with their jobs and be human beings so and experience life. If I'm hearing everything yeah. correctly, right? Because apparently, if we're consumers of craft, mm-hmm. which yeah. we need certain <laughs> products. Sure. I hate no, we no, need. no, Brandon, you're right, absolutely. But the, I think you, what like the real message. Let me throw this point out because like, I you think need it, it, you you need you don't need cheese, but we've been socialized and conditioned with these food. Like it's become a part of yeah. like who we are. So like even unconsciously, you will find yourself eating and going back to right. what you were conditioned to do. So mm-hmm. it's like okay, now I I'm learning or I've been brought into a space mm-hmm. that I've been a contributor yeah. of sex slavery uh-huh. labor slavery like capitalism smack in the face. like yeah. just so i can live like just think or about be that happy or, or be be happy or like feel like i'm free right mm-hmm. in the way of consumerism so which brings me to my point mm-hmm. is true liberation on a farm yeah. growing my own crops yes. creating my own mm-hmm. al- yes. agriculture mm-hmm. economy mm-hmm. like that's only true freedom and none of us mm-hmm. are farmers mm-hmm. damn no, that's not that's not true. That none of us are farmers. We have plenty of people inside this like right here. Like, yeah, none of us are farmers. Like, but no, yeah, I think you people. have a great point with what you were saying, though. Yeah. You know, is that we are so dependent on you know these things that we've been socialized and conditioned to ex- believe we deserve. You know, yeah. like we or demand we that we have this 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 yeah. source of chocolate and cheese and coffee. Yeah, and meat. you know what I mean, and meat even absolutely. But don't you know, take it away. I'm not gonna take it, not away. take it away. But I will tell you the facts. But we're not gonna go there because that would be a different show too. No, but we on. know, agri- you know, we know that uh, this the use of 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 money we're spending in agriculture, mm-hmm. right, to feed the cows and the abundance that we're feeding them. We know that if we stopped eating meat as much as we do, that you'd have more food to feed the poor, to feed people who don't have food, because all these cows are eating our food <laughs> so that we can eat the cows. You see, but people can actually live on the stuff the cow- cows are eating. And if you if you minimize the amount of uh, meat you're, 
They're eating like soybeans, mm -hmm. lots of beans, like le legumes, lentils, pro protein-filled foods mm -hmm. to make them big. And it's not oh, about, wow. honestly, Brandon, I, I don't accept, ex expect for the world to just go cold, cold turkey, stop of eating. Course. Of course. Right? Of course. No, They're no. Not. But I think it's understanding. And that's what uh, I think that it was an interesting point you brought up. Let's take it back to human trafficking. You know, sometimes you hear these things, they smack you in the face. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm contributing to this. Right. right? right. And and I think it's 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 and understanding. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. It's just understanding that it's a process. You know, it's the start is to be aware of it, to be awake to it, to look at that thing that you're eating in the it fridge and say, Hey, you know, it. is this something worth changing this habit for? Mm -hmm. You know, do I have to have this much cheese? Maybe I can eat it, you know, three times less. Or maybe I can you know? eat a different brand. Right, or a different from brand. A different or, right, you don't have to make my own. Give it up, you know, find a different route, a different right? right? Yeah, so it's understanding and then starting to problem solve, right? Absolutely. Starting to tackle these ideas and think about why. One, yeah, like why are we home. labor trafficking to begin with? Like, why can't we have people who we don't have right now? There's still poverty, right? There's still people with unemployment, right? Yeah. Yeah, why not have these people, like, you know, learn how to, like, you know, do these things that we're looking for in third world countries. Absolutely. And you know, people, and I keep say us alive, too, keep the economy alive. Um, the healthy way. People who are employed are still in poverty. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like unemployed yeah, and employed. Like, <laughs> we all in poverty, seriously. Like, Absolutely. We not really, we, the bootstrap, mm -hmm. I just got my boots. They came with no straps. I'm trying to find boots. my other strap. <laughs> no, I hear and, you. And when I say my boots, I'm speaking metaphorically. That was my degree. Yeah. That's your boot. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you now you're able to like at least enter into spaces. Yeah. Yes. Like, but where then you they're devaluing that boot that you have, though, Brandon. Because people are going at, at, at on my timeline, the number of people that are going back to school, mm -hmm. like the back, like you feel like you just got your boots. You know what I'm saying? And then the value of that boot is going down. It is. Yeah, it is. At Every the bachelor's day. level. Right. That's what I'm talking That's about. What, and, and that brings us to my next point. Like, and then when I got those boots, I found out, oh, here's a whole different one. That right. Now you have to enter a new universe of more debt and more. Right. More debt. Talk about To get a master. So I put on a whole different boot. Because now this one actually hold the leverage and get me into the spaces that I need to get into. I agree. So, yeah. It's like you still it's are. It's systematic. It's yeah. all intertwined. It's so important to understand that, like, everything. A clock every day, you in poverty. Yeah, seriously, yes, that's true. And and I mean that's like you know. Well, I knew that before you said that. I'm sorry so. to bring it to you. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely not. Shut up. No, I already knew when it was like that. when it was like. Do you make this amount? So so like let's let's explore that <laughs> thought a little bit though. Seriously, guys, because I think you have something going on. Understanding that you know we're all in poverty, right? Mm -hmm. So what comes with poverty? What comes with that? What violence? Violence. What Rage. else comes with that? Rage. What else? Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking, right? Labor. A lot of a lot of let's talk let's talk Oppression, real. People who aren't being educated, right? Yeah. People who are, are marginalized. Mm -hmm. People who are ending up in these situations. Vulnerable situations. They're vulnerable situations, right? Yeah. So we know and we understand the culture, right, that yeah. comes with this type of living circumstance, this circumstance, this problem that we have, poverty, right? right. And then that comes closely related to sex trafficking. I mean, it's almost always linked with sex trafficking. Absolutely. I think that um, Teresa Flores, I love her so, so much. She's one of the rare cases um, that I've heard from Birmingham, Michigan. She was trafficked from her own um, home. Um, and what happened was she she's actually the founder of SOAP. 
saving our youth from adolescent prostitution. She's amazing. Her outreaches are amazing. She's come up with the idea of attaching the sex trafficking hotline number to soap bars and teaching people um, that run motels, hotels, strip clubs, and all of that sort to put these soap bars in the, their bathrooms because, you know, these women are whom, in those they're spaces. Those, exactly. Right. They're in those spaces and they're really easy to see, you know, small tags that mm -hmm. they could tuck into their socks or whatever it is or even memorize a text phone number and you know, and they've saved a lot of lives doing it. But to go back to her story, she was one of the rare cases, and I can't give you a specific percentage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a number out there, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the a rare number of 2% where it happens in the suburbs through your own home where you're not actually kidnapped, but you're coerced and you're uh, manipulated and you're bred to believe that you have no other choice. And that was what happened to her at such a young age. And where was she taken to? Okay, like, so what happened so, was was her trafficker no, actually um, what happened was her trafficker was a boy that she had a crush on in high school. And he was actually um, um, recruited by these older men who were, you know, uh, already targeting, you know, wow. women, young women. And, and basically he manipulated her and invited her to his home and raped her, you know, drugged her, raped her, and then took pictures of her naked and made it look consensual, but it wasn't consensual. So what he threatened her with was the church because at the time in the 90s where she was, a, I think, a Catholic, like a strict Christian, mm -hmm. you know, upbringing, uh, she was you know, it would be shamed would upon, be, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they, if you were, you know, a woman who lost your virginity at a young age, you would be looked at as somebody, you know, something... It's like the Scarlet Letter. It's I like think. the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. You got it. Exactly. The Scarlet Letter story. So basically what happened was he, he bribed her with these pictures and told her that if he didn't, if she didn't continue to work with him and be, sell her body for sex during these, these specific slot times in which oh, it was she would organized. Go home. So she would literally oh go home. Oh my God. Yeah. And she would live and under her parents' roof every night, and her parents and did not come, know. Yes. And then come, and be a sex slave, yep. and go back to yes. your house. And if you even try to argue out of it, your oh, life wow. and your family's life was in jeopardy. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that's so scary. That's mm -hmm. scary. Yeah, her so story is trapped. called um, "The Slave Across the Street." I think you guys should definitely check it out. It was. It's actually one it's of. It's a book. It's a. It's a book. It's a wonderful book. She's very, very um, telling about her story. Another wonderful survivor, LSJ. Um, She's 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 a survivor from Detroit. Founder of Sister Survivors, okay. and that's in Detroit. But yeah, she's an awesome um, story about you know how we even put labels on things. You know, right, yeah. like understanding prostitution through a lens that we've been socialized to see things through. Right, mm -hmm. that we should look down on individuals because they're selling their bodies in the streets w without understanding that they may be forced or they right. they may know no other way. Right, right, right. She LSJ was um, kidnapped at a young age. Her mom, you know, threw her out in the streets and she was abducted and sold to a pimp. And that pimp taught her how to get addicted to drugs and taught her how to survive in the streets and taught her how to sell her body, but not for her own means, but for his, mm. you know, Absolutely. he coerced her and he made her feel like she was loved. Right. And that's what these traffickers do. But even at such a young age, he, co he like he coerced her from a young age. Yes. But when you were young, you were dependent in your exactly. mind state. So it really wouldn't have mattered mm -hmm. at that point. Like he probably didn't have to do much mm -mm. because if I have to eat, sleep, and, and, and you seek have vulnerability, you know what I'm saying? Philip. Like, well, this is what I know. As yeah. you're an adult, I'm a little person. You're a big person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but, that but, type of mindset. I want you to also, and yeah, and that's very right. true, and that's why it's very easy to target anybody. Oh. It doesn't discriminate, right? Like, okay, I'll but look how much easier it is 
to uh, target somebody who's vulnerable, who, who doesn't know love, who wants it, who yearns for it, who is like run away, you know, from society for, you know, that reason, that lack of love, you know. And, and this person is so good at it, so good at recognizing what that, you know, individual. Manipulative. Yeah, manipulative. What their is. need is. Yeah, what their need is, exactly. So you talk. And that's why they prey on the, like, the ones that are living in poverty or yes, impoverished. Exactly. Like, that's why. They present those very vulnerable, like, issues and attractions for the manipulator yes. and it's easy for him to come in and bridge that yeah. gap mm-hmm. for him and, and he does things role. brandon like mind games like to the to the core like think of it like this okay so many of these girls who are trafficked by their pimps right he he'll make them get a tattoo like he'll brand them somehow and, and that branding is basically a reminder, right, to her that she is nothing more than him. It's psychological. It's psychological. She feels like he, he is slavery. her owner. Yeah, it's slavery. slavery. It's slavery. Yeah. You got it, girl. Yeah. It's, That's crazy. Yeah. It's modern day slavery. So. Um, would you guys like to know what an average salary for a pimp is? Sure. Let me guess. Um, uh, thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. No, that's <laughs> that's pimp is living. I guess that's the low level pimp is living in right, poverty. Right, a low level pimp. So, <laughs> PSA, public service announcement: If you think you're a pimp and you only bringing in thirty thousand. <laughs> You're an average worker. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're a right. poverty you're worker. Actually, you're a poverty worker because you're your average worker. pimp makes six hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars a year. Wow! And they do this through manipulation, through uh, dehumanization. Through the internet, the internet probably yep. increased. Like once the internet absolutely. was ab- open, able sure that number just was like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can tell you had a mess. Oh, you don't want me to get online. Just imagine the girls who put in the. Photos out. Okay, so themselves. that's what I was right. gonna say. Th- that's a oh, whole other story about the connection between pornography and human trafficking. Or just the oh, little yeah. girls who are on the oh, internet yeah. disguised as older girls. Yeah, and then they steal those the girls. Right. So if you're uh, a viewer of, of of pornography, I hate to break it to you, but you're a supporter. Porn. You are supporting a, a supply, right? There, there, you know, you're supporting a, a demand that there's a, you know that they're trying to supply you. Because if there's a demand, where there's a demand, there is. Yeah, there yeah. definitely is a demand for porn. Yeah. And Sorry, probably porn at an hub. alarming yeah. rate, right? Pornhub is the worst. So people are probably being, for- yeah, like, oh, yeah, I've seen this video mm-hmm. of this um, black, she was dark, she was black. I don't know what ethnicity she was, but she was black. And this was on Facebook, and, like, this this video was on Facebook for such a long time. Like, this, these guys were, like, I say they were raping her, but, like, the comments was just, crazy like so many people like clearly she was paid for this because he kept referring to the video like oh you gonna do me better i was i was like i paid for you i paid for you i paid for you but the way she was treated was it was like just so horrible like mm-hmm. not on the sex level but just as a person Emotional. like they pulled her yeah. hair they Dehumanizing. punched her in the face they yeah. dragged they just did oh, so honey, much that's bad the same stuff thing. to her like domestic and violence like, right? that's how why we know are they you do like it. is sex not enough for you right. like i'm confused like you barred her. why are you beating her it was exactly. just the saddest thing in the whole wide world to see like okay you were very loved to buy somebody but that wasn't enough for you mm-hmm 
And it was like, well, she could like she she wouldn't have been able to even rebel. But I want you to think people. about that, Danny. I think that it, a lot of times people who who even buy sex are not proud of the deed. So it's easier to do the, do the deed when you think that it's this deed is lower than you, right? You think that this person that you are having sex with is not really a human. You know, you have to conceptualize her in that way. You have to call her a whore. You have to say you're going mm -hmm. to a whorehouse mm -hmm. because if you don't tell to yourself, okay. yeah, you're yeah, if you don't tell yourself you're going to a whorehouse, then and you're you're not fucking a human being. And that's for money. how they justify racism. Sorry, right? guys. That's yeah. how they justify their treatment toward the slaveries and minorities. Absolutely. They they're not they, human anyway. They dehumanize them. Yeah, they dehumanize yes. them. Yes. Look monkeys. what they did with the you know the Jews during the Holocaust. You know, drawing them with big noses and perpetrating the African Americans Absolutely. with big lips I and big ears. Right. That the feed, that the term female is degrading. Yeah, absolutely. From a whole other podcast. Yeah. They were talking about it on the Baby Boy podcast. Mm -hmm. And, like, they got a lot. I guess they got some. I guess they meant either came across the idea that that was derogatory or, like, some listeners that called in and was like, your usage of the word female is very this. And I'm like, really? I was so shocked. But that's a whole discussion, too. You yeah. know, like. People dehumanizing you in the speech and not even mm -hmm. like, oh, bitch and hoe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're a female. Mm -hmm. You know, that type of way. Yeah. It's so, it's like the the shade throwing or like the, has, has like integrated to another level absolutely. of like disrespect. Yeah. It was like, I'm disrespecting you, don't even know it. That you don't even know it. But I think that speaks to the sophistication of like racism um, and how it because that's what it stems from like mm -hmm. the ideology yeah. behind a lot of the things yeah that what we're we've accepted is, so, is socially acceptable, socially acceptable. And, and it's Absolutely. it's a sad thing to say but you know a lot of a lot of those messages are saying are you know man based messages that we you know uh, we have to have this we have to have this and the truth is the reality of uh, you know of it is is that one in three girls are molested at one point in their lives mm -hmm. okay and and it's like why you know it's this conditioning to this belief that you know you must be above in some way or powerful in some way or to have this ability to you know you know work another person's existence you know what i mean like absolutely and then some are just per perverts right yeah some absolutely are just mentally yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. some are mentally challenged yeah. too um, severely mm -hmm. so and then we know that not all abusers but some that mm -hmm. have been abused or and then I, w I don't even want to go that route because yeah. I feel certain kind of ways about that because not everybody who's been abused is going to turn around and rape somebody else um, but on average you do see them you know perpetuating and repeating that behavior um, so yeah no for sure yeah. yeah so do you have any resources for any listener who knows somebody who may um, have, you know, yeah, is a survivor and is listening, and if there are resources to help them versus counseling or like a safe place or all that, do you have those? Yeah, so that's a really good question, and I can, um, I mean, there's so, 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 so many, but I think the most important resource to have is a sex trafficking hotline number, and that I think everybody should store in their phones because it's it's harmless. You know, you you can just pick pick up the phone, mm -hmm. report a case that you're suspicious of, and they investigate it. It's kind of like child protective uh, services, services, right? Yeah. People so, know to call CPA. Yeah. So that number is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight 
888. And that's the human trafficking hotline number. So when they dial that number, like what should probe them to dial that number? What are some of the signs that they should be looking for? Look at you. No, that's a really, really good question. Like what what should we look for in terms of a a victim, right? right. So a victim is usually, you know, scared, you know, and sometimes they, they may be afraid to be touched. You know, sometimes they they're, the tattoos that I spoke of earlier, you might see like a tattoo with a weird name, like a stripper name or, you know what I mean? Like um, so, some sort of branding, you know, right, so right. to be suspicious of any tattoos, especially if they come like they're in pairs where like, you know, you might see the same tattoo more than once for a specific pimp. Right. Like literally branding his girls. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you, you definitely want to look for people who are emotionally vulnerable. Right. People who um, are looking for love in, in, in a place you know, and it could possibly be vulnerable to it, right? So I think this is a really, really good uh, speech for our teachers. Um, I'm a seventh and eighth grade middle school teacher, and I think it's important for us, you know, teachers to be mindful of of these these signs. You know, these girls who are usually quiet, you know, you might see them to be reserved. They don't like to be touched. They don't like to be consoled. Um, you know, there's a vulnerability there. Um, they might even sometimes even have the opposite behavior where they're flashing off money that seems like far-fetched for their age, seeing, um, you know, high brand name things like, you know, that they are are out of their parents, out of their parents income. Right. So, you know, you definitely want to be aware and mindful of, of these things and teach your kids too, because, you know, a lot of this stuff is happening online. You know, these guys are, um, are manipulating girls, pretending to be, you know, 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And and getting them to believe, you know, to meet up with them. And so monitor, like, their social media exactly. accounts, relationships. Teach them. That teach them teach that a person them. who comes right. out of the ordinary and says, I'm this. If you've never met them, you don't trust them. Absolutely. You know what I'm now, saying? Now, I, I know you said that um, 80% of... Mm-hmm. Human traffickers are female. Yeah. Or are the female. Gender. Female and children. Are female and yeah, children. Yeah, and 50% so that of that number are children. Are 50% are children. Yeah. So that means 20% are males. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the signs that we should look for in With males? our boys? Like in boys. Because yeah. I know some may be like... Okay, so here's a scary thing I think we should be mindful of for everybody, okay? And that scary thing is, is the, re- the realistic fact is that most people are trafficked by their own family. Um, somebody that they trusted, somebody that they knew, somebody actually most of the time it's not these abduction cases that you think about, you know, like, like protect- somebody ran up yeah, you know, like that that the guy with the with the white van that right, all of us right, right, scared right, right, we're scared about right. in middle school. It's never that guy. It's not the ice cream man. It's not you know the guy that you think is gonna kidnap you on your walk. Home. And in which in most cases, right. most murders happen by people that you know. Most rape cases happen mm-hmm. by people that yes, you know. Yes, exactly. And so it's always someone that is somebody close that in is is close in proximity. That's a great way of explaining it. In relation. In relation. Yes, absolutely. So like a teacher, a priest, a, you know... You know, the local store the local man. school yeah, exactly Clerk. the local store man the library I don't know whatever you know right yeah. if it even be I hate to say but like the uncle the stepdad oh, yeah, that's you know the, the, always yeah the stepmom because let's 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 uh, point out a fact and I think Brandon or like really a smiled. couple yeah so Brandon really a smiled. couple yeah like going at the kids like yeah, together like, yeah. Like yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so Brandon really smiled when I pointed out the fact that uh you know there's a, also a misconception that all pimps are men. And that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there are many pimps who are women, um, and I think it's important to understand that a pimp is anybody who is basically accepting, um, you know, uh, a, a form of currency or favors for sex and for labor, right? 
So that's important to know. So let's talk about Michigan because I think that's important to kind of talk about why Michigan Mm -hmm. is um, a huge um, target for, you know, not, I shouldn't say, well, target for our victims, our our targets, you know. It's a popular place for human trafficking to exist. And does anybody want to guess why? Like why you think maybe Detroit or Michigan itself has a high number? You got it. How did you know? Oh yeah, yeah, I believe you said it. Before. Oh, did I? Okay, yeah. so so you're right. So the the existing highways, especially 75, because it's one uh, that mm-hmm. stretches really, really high, like really far, um, is one of the reasons why human trafficking is, exists in high numbers here in Michigan. Another reason is because of the amount of truck stops we have. So there's it's very easy to, you know. We do have a lot of rest stops. Yeah, a lot of rest stops. And a lot of a lot of, people a lot of uh, back there. oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh wow. And not to mention the international car show. It's not abducted. No, not abducted at the truck stops, but it's really easy to trade. Oh, so that's like a trading yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Trucks on this side, yeah. cars on this side. So it's really easy to get it get away, you know, yeah. to other countries uh, to get out. Uh, you know, it's easy. And you never know who's behind those. You trucks. never know who's coming in. You never know what's never in know those trucks. Right. Okay, so that's the scary thing, and I think it's important to know about. Um, I'm gonna start be on be on the lookout. And trucks yeah so back to that <laughs> number because i just there. found it uh brandon 30 percent of uh women i mean of pimps are women 30 percent. 30 percent. yeah so you hear that y'all 30 percent of the baddest and, and they're middle class these women have money like yeah. they really pimp out they pimp you could out. be little boys little girls they don't care they don't care yeah oh, okay wow. Yeah. so it says here uh, 300,000 girls um and boys will be trafficked a day so just conceptualize that. 300,000 girls and boys will be trafficked a day. In 24 hours, 300,000. Yeah. yeah. Is that a, a cumulative number? Or? It's an accumulative number. Oh, wow. Yeah. 1.3 so missing 1. children 5. in the U.S. go missing. Uh, within 48 hours, one in three children who are wrongly picked up by a trafficker. So that is really scary. That's why we want our kids to know. I just, you know... I had an incident related to work where a boy, you know, left home and everybody was freaking out because he ran away and he went missing and he just doesn't, he didn't understand. He doesn't know how dangerous it is, you know. these Our, our children do not understand how dangerous it is to to be on the run, you know, to be on the mm-hmm. run. But then again, us as parents want to think about why are our kids running away. Why they running away. Okay. okay. If I may stand in a, in, in a child. You know, defense. Yeah, I'll absolutely. say that child is running away from, from something, from pain. Yeah, a child do not leave a comfortable nest. So I think that goes back to, to your book, hurt. right, Brandon? It goes back to yeah. the book that I'm writing because, like, that also is like a form of victim blaming. Absolutely. Don't run away. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Without really, like, really holistically right. looking at that individual uh-huh. and what is really bothering yeah. a, a, this child, right. right? And so, and it really sucks that they're running from pain. To pain, and mm-hmm. it, and it, it is the likelihood, a very a, a high mm-hmm. likelihood of them being trafficked. Yeah, Be, and, and they're looking for peace. And they're looking for peace. That's yes. sad. It really is. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That's I sad. You got it. Definitely agree. So this has been a very good conversation. I think that this is a good wrapping point that we can close out this segment, but. What resources can you give our listeners if they want to read up on more about the topic? Okay, so I think it's really important to check out the um, obviously the Human Trafficking Hotline um, website. Okay, um, Dance for Freedom, mi.com. So Dance for Freedom was um, actually the website that 
um, read through my event, the one that I just okay. uh, recently co-hosted. And um, Jacqueline Shaheen, she's amazing. She's the founder of this event, and she's working on making it a non-profit so that it can continue to help, you know, raise awareness, and she can continue to devote her efforts and 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 you know on this topic. But um, soap, soap was a big reference for me when I learned about human trafficking. Um, actually, they have an outreach coming up May twentieth. Soap Detroit is what you want to Google if you're trying to um, you know, sign up. But basically, you're a volunteer and you are signing up to to learn about everything a sex trafficker, you know, is about and everything a victim is about. Or I should, you know, let me restate that and say survivors about um so i i would definitely check that out if you have a chance or if you're able if you're free to but yeah you know um just the department of human uh, services even you know gives some really really good you know um ideas about uh or, i'm sorry facts about human trafficking um lots lots out there guys just go google it i'm telling you there's there's not a whole lot that you you can't you know unknow <laughs> Because it's it's not a whole lot out there that challenges any of this information. It's real, you know? Mm -hmm. Real talk. And mm -hmm. we gave you a lot of information. All yeah. right. Well, thank you. So now it's time for the... Really? Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Let's do it again. Did you not know that we were recording? Mm-mm. My mind is venturing. So now it's time for the... The LL. You're not supposed to say the L. You know, you mess this up every time. I just gave you an olive branch last time. It was like, you did it right. And now you're doing it I wrong. Forget every Moving time. forward, it's the listener letter segment. Okay. Send your comments, questions, concerns to something to brag about <laughs> at gmail.com. LL. Or you can call us at 313-936-0755. Or you could text that number as well, and we'll read your questions on the show. So, my question is, have you guys watched Dear White People? I haven't, but I want to. Yeah. You like that? Is you like it? I do. Talk I do. about it. I mean, they, they like, i say this. They speak to a lot of issues and experiences and occurrences that happen and. Um, white spaces that mm -hmm. black people have to deal with. Mm -hmm. On average, being an African American in the world, you wouldn't experience certain things that they draw out, right? So, like, I like the point of them like bringing a perspective of uh, African or minority in PWI spaces mm -hmm. and like how things really play out and the like stuff that we have to fight against at a different like social level. Yeah, and it was it was almost crazy. It's almost as if like nothing else happened at that school, right? But, nothing else but but race issues yeah, race like issues. all the time. All mm -hmm. Um, and it does though, like, and I like the fact that they show it like that currency being that way. Show like the school is here and it's just, it's like a bubble. Yeah, it's and like it's happening within their bubble. A sub complex almost. Mm -hmm. almost. Um, but I like the fact that they present it at, at like a, a wide range because one, it gives a more generalized perspective that stems from a lot of individual standpoints mm -hmm. and how all of these people can come together and identify like, yeah, I see it too. I've been through it too. Like you ain't lying. It's mm -hmm. very reassuring to a person, the viewer who's watching it with the conscious lens who have been in those similar spaces 
to say, I know I wasn't going crazy. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like, this is a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I knew right. she was being funny when she came in with these jeans on or this hairstyle. Mm. Like, after she had met me. Like, and it may have been done in all innocence, right? Or in mm. a way to try to build rapport, but not really understanding the... Uh, what's happening and mm-hmm. what's at play so I think it gives it's a breath of fresh air to someone who's conscious and who's been in those spaces and just been looking for validation I like the fact that they like highlight the various kinds of black people that go to college mm-hmm. and the like awakening of self that happens in college mm-hmm. like that's important for people to see like that you can find yourself in that space or not even necessarily in that space but during those years in your time mm-hmm. is when you're finding the concrete person who you're who you like are meant to be and things mm-hmm. like that and I like how they paralleled that with college. I like the, the, what you say, how they show the awakenings at different mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. In which I think that um, shit, that's that's what college is about. Not aside from like going out and getting a job, but that <laughs> conscious awakening right. supposed to happen. That yearning um, for more. Then, yeah, the yearning for more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's dangerous when it don't happen. Right. And you have your degree. It's like you didn't even you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like where you missed this whole or process. Or just like and I think about that when I be talking to people who like didn't go to college and like their world is totally different and I just be like How is so different? And it, we standing next whoa, to Whoa, like it's it's so um, it's really it's like you went to a whole another planet yeah. almost mm-hmm. and your values become different. I think your understanding like, you just, of the world becomes different. You just be looking at stuff like this is what this is your achievement level. That's all you want? Yeah. Like, this Red is your... Body. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, for real. Or, or a man. That's all you set out yeah, for Yeah, like, the standard so is true. lower. Like, mm-hmm. not saying that you... That if you went to college that you are a lower person. But it's just like... Or some high. people experience, like... Just a whole different way of life. And it's almost mind-boggling. Like, when you're almost... Like, when you're reinserted in the summertime... Mm-hmm. For those yeah, quick for moments, and you're see. like, I was a part of this. Right. I need to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going back. Like, that's so true. It's hard. Yeah, you like grow grow out of it. You mm-hmm. know, you evolve. You start seeing things, and through those things, you learn. You then start discovering the world in a different way. Right? You're not coming home mm-hmm. on summer breaks. You stay in there for the summer. You like, we're just. Right. This is better. This is different. For sure. I'm used to. Yeah. And you know, a lot of a lot of minorities, unfortunately, they become direct. They get derailed and sidetracked That's academically so when they continue to go back to that environment. Like, That's why Eastern probably has the rate that they have for yeah. the demographic of students that came from Wayne County because it's so close. Washington. It's so yeah. close. So close. And it doesn't give them an opportunity to True. evolve mm-hmm. because they're so connected. Going to back, going back, going back. Well, what's common and what's comfortable and with anything, when you, I know when I first entered into an academic space, um, I was 21, so I was already socialized and I was already conditioned to think and to behave in a certain kind of way. And when I entered into this space, automatically I, it was very uncomfortable yeah. because the belief values were different the behaviors were different and i had to assimilate but at first it took a while for me to conform because mm-hmm. um, conformity comes before assimilation so i had to conform first but it was an uncomfortable feeling at times because that meant i had to be challenged my beliefs had mm-hmm. to be 
challenged. My biases had to be checked. I mm -hmm. had to like now prove who I was as a human and it took on a different spill. It really like ripped to shreds the, 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 the clothing that Detroit or mm -hmm. the mentality that being reared in Detroit really clothed me with, right? Because yeah. um, it's like, no, I was, I see how I was in geogra uh, geolog geological slavery. Right. And that's a whole different that's type so of true. form so of true. enslavement, geologically, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, geographically, you're enslaved. Um, mm -hmm. And it start with, and I can just speak from Detroit, it start with being afraid to go past eight miles. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so because of that, you it's don't like even move out that, those parameters. Mm -hmm. Right? Why would you? Why would you? Okay. You have no excuse. But <laughs> right. all you really need to go anywhere in this world is a state identification right. card. Like, so, but what's crazy is... You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, completely. Brand, crazy like, they tell you, you can't leave. You can't leave. You know, you, you get confined to, I can't go across a mile, right? Right. But everything you need to survive is outside of your habitat. Yeah. In that space, yeah. So in, in order spaces. for you to go, they closing all the grocery shop, the 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 fresh fruit grocery, the small chain grocery stores in the local communities, and then they'll put a big corporation store a little bit away on the other side yeah. of a mile that you can reach. You know, you can get to, but it's Walmart don't give you no fresh fruit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like they just don't. I don't. I don't really know about Meyer, but I know for sure. Walmart ain't, ain't producing no fresh fruit. Mm -hmm. So why are you conditioned to be like, I have to shop here? Yeah. Because it's nothing in your community. Exactly. Everything is burnt down. Like, I went back to my old neighborhood. I cannot survive in that old neighborhood because you have to go out of sight the neighborhood for gas. More than five miles for gas. More than five miles for restaurants. More than five miles for um, shopping centers. And more than five miles for a grocery store. It's crazy. I'm not... No, who They're could live right here? Right. I'm like, mm -hmm. you couldn't even live here because everywhere... You can't walk to get nothing. You can't walk here. Who's, you can't walk to get a job. It's crazy. To work. It's crazy. So. Like, let's say a person in poverty, let's say, or geological slavery, let's just even say that, finds where they are. How are they gonna get there? Transportation become an issue. Yeah, that's, that's like like people don't even understand how bad transit impacts people. Absolutely. You know, and their and, and their ability or to do things. Even like how like we were talking off air about like the things people try to take to keep up. If I'm thinking about that's why I always think about this stuff when I'm like going to apply for a job and even now like I'm not going to spend an hour in traffic. Yeah, I'm not. I need to be going it's somewhere that's close. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. To be, you're, I'm not as exhausted when I get off of work. I'm exhausted from the commute, the commute. back right. home. So I could just imagine somebody, my sister, when she went to Dorsey School, she lived on the west side somewhere. She used to catch four or five buses all the way yep. to Clinton Township. And that's the bus, imagine. And she imagine. used to have to get up so early. And I'm yeah. like, you don't have to be to school to three. She walking out the house at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. That that's, takes up your whole day. You're just trying to get an education. That's all part of it, man. Or, I'm telling you. And that's how that's all part of the enslavement. Yeah. That's systematic yeah. oppression. How strenuous mm -hmm. they make resources. Right. Because they know it's going to And they're trying to block out this transit system that's Absolutely. running it's from Pontiac uh, uh, all the way motivation. to try county mm -hmm. um, transit. They're trying to block that, you know, on the ballot. They put it on the ballot, and I believe it failed. But that's what they wanted. They don't want a tri a county a tri county transit, uh, transit system. system because then they know that that is going to be people coming from outside of their community 
and being able to work operate at, you know what I'm saying at higher system. levels than usual you okay yeah I had a stretch okay. <laughs> <laughs> alright so do you have any questions for us cause that was all hmm. of our questions well my question that was one let's go with Brandon so I can think about it you, go. you got a question um so like I wanna like so if I was being human traffic if I was being trafficked mm-hmm. right yeah was that the correct way to say it I mean, yeah trafficked mm-hmm. if I'm being trafficked like, are there any, like, things that I can do to, like, signal to other people, like, that is common in the, like, survival world? Like, any best shared practices that they passed on? Like, like if hey, you could tie a flag somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. are there any calling signs? Like, what should I do if, like... Yeah, honestly, the hotline number is the best number. And the reason why is because if you call the police first, they probably won't help. They so won't my help best much. bet would be to remember the hotline. The hotline trafficking phone number because they're they're there 24 hours. They're like at your service, ready to go with the right resources. They're connected to the right people and they're servicing everybody. And then it's really easy to remember a phone number, you know. But I mean, like if you are like, you know, um, a, a trafficking vic- uh, survivor and you know that you're being trafficked, because remember a lot of the girls that are being trafficked don't know it. But if you know that you're being trafficked and you are trying to seek help, I would say the best you can do is to, you know, try as hard as you can to trust the process, you know, because it's not always going to be easy, you know, with the people who want to help. Mm-hmm. And it's not right, going to be like, hey, yeah, I it's not going to be like, all right. Yeah, and some, some people are fast. not going to be fast. They're not going to mm-hmm. be what you want, you know, but there there's a lot of people out there trying, I'll tell you. I've, through my work, have seen, you know, you know, the, the hard work and the passion that are driven behind social workers who are involved in the law enforcement that's involved. Because, yeah, believe it or not, there are some law enforcement uh, representatives who are very, very you. good people. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so um, it's just to trust the process and to, like, start with, you know, being as truthful as you can be without, you know, scarring yourself. Cool. Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, your turn. My turn. So... Maybe my question to you guys is, hmm, I don't know. I'm having such a hard time with that one. Because we talked about a show, and we talked about human trafficking. It can be like anything that you want to know about. I know. I'm such an interesting person. Yeah, I, I kind of do want to know about Danny because I've never. What? <laughs> Danny, I haven't worked with you yet. Do, are you studying social work? No. I studied in my master's degree, which I graduated in December. I studied higher education and student affairs. Okay, so here's my big question. It's for you. My big question is, why the podcasts? Oh, because, well, one, I love to talk to people. (laughs) That's, like, number one. But I feel like it's important for especially my podcast and probably should be, like, more on top of it just because there is somebody needing to hear this, wanting to hear this, like, we are minorities, so mm-hmm. I feel that it's our duty to help our minorities who are coming behind us. You know, like, we're pioneers. We're breaking the ceiling. Yeah. I feel like it's important to show that there's somebody that was where they were before mm-hmm. and that we're still here and that we're in these spaces and that it's okay to talk about race and religion and sexuality mm-hmm. and um, gender yeah. and talk about how they intersect and how they affect us and things like that. 
I just wanted to hear a voice that I didn't have going to college. So that's why I was like, well, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah, and Brenda's going to do it with me. So. <laughs> How do y'all know each other? From like conversation like this. Because Brenda used to come over to my house and get on my nerves. <laughs> I was friends because... with her roommate. Okay. At first, her roommate and I met each other um, through a group that we were in when I was in undergrad, nice. which was called Image. So, okay. in, uh, inspiring, motivated activists geared toward education. So, we put on shows, we uh, did acts, covers of songs, and whatever. Um, so, I met Danny like at her house, That's and awesome. Danny was her roommate, chilling and vibing. And at first, Danny didn't like me, right? <laughs> Tell her about yeah. that, Danny. Because she, Brittany used to always, every time I came in the house, which was like randomly. Brandon would be like, oh, some fight the power type speech. And I'd be like, do you ever take a break? You know what I'm saying? And it's not like that you can't be for the cause all the time. But because I didn't know Brandon outside of that, mm-hmm. and that's all I seen. It was just like, huh. I think that speaks You're volumes annoying. about how we are with trust, right? You know? Yeah, there are. Yeah. It's it's hard because the world does work that way. We're mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of people are full of shit. Like, a lot of people or are. Or just... Do you have something else? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because, right. yes, because sometimes when people overdo it, it's like ingenuine. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, why are you overcompensating right. in this area? What's missing from other areas? Things like that. So, so I was just like, huh. So then we just, I decided to have a conversation with Brandon because I didn't really have no plans on talking <laughs> to him in my mind. But I caught Brandon at a different singing or something, you know, like poetry or something. I was like, you have another side to you so it's not like he has multiple sides but it's just like you're more than just those those qualities were validating yeah what he was presenting that Mm -hmm. seemed to be kind of like ingenuine at first yeah yeah no but they didn't even say ingenuine it was just tiring it was just like yeah are you really that way (sighs) all day you wake up like what am i like one of those do you sleep with the fist like you sleep with the fist you go to sleep with the fist and you know what i've come to learn is those individuals are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder Mm -hmm. and they may not know it like because they angry and they stay in that and you're absolutely right uh the theory yeah the black identity identity talks about how there's something that happens and it puts them in this state of like Emotion. the rebel yeah. state. Yeah. The I don't care anymore. The resist, right. yeah, the resistance. And they can't help every day is are you the person? Are you the person? You right, the person? right, right, person? right, right. What you mean? What you mean? Right. Oh, so that's feminism. what I thought Brandon was. Feminism. feminism. Yeah. That's no. Right. Absolutely. That's exhausting. And that's why even t- oh, yeah. uh, terms like feminism, and even though I identify with it, like I still think labeling and attaching to labels. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're you're going to subject yourself to everything that comes with that label. You know that um. You know, feminism, feminism, you know what I mean? Like, some people, yeah, they resist from it because it's too much. So, me and Brandon had, like, a very good conversation, and I was like, I think that I want you to be a part of my podcast, and he was like, that's cool, and I was like, so, awesome. Yeah, and I sent him this it. long email, and Yo, it, was it was long. I was like, I know this email is long, but like I need to days, get it out. <laughs> I, need to, I was, like, telling them who, what, when, where, and why, and the how, and the this, and that, like, so then he helped bring the video to life. And when did you guys start the video? Uh, the pod we started um, nice over a April. year ago. Nice. Yeah. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Just we just had our year. year. Yes, awesome. we did. Thank you. Yeah. So if you want to leave your comments, questions, concern, please hit us on the hotline number. Hotline, <laughs> At 313-936- 
0755. Again, that's 313-936-0755. Please leave a text message or a voice message. Just a message. <laughs> and you can also email us at something to brag about at gmail.com and we will get back to you or hit you on the show. So now it's time for M V E A most First of all, I got Yes, because you were definitely on time today. Oh, for that segment. <laughs> I was like, you came right in. I don't want to have a delayed reaction. Thank you. I want to edit that out. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, who wants to go first? Me. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, I'm going to definitely choose my mentor of a person who I, I view as a mother, a friend, a sister, Jacqueline Shaheen. She is the founder of uh, Dance for Freedom MI. Um, it's, this is an annual event thrown every single year in Dearborn, um, basically to empower women, empower survivors, empower just people who want to know. And she's also working on um, uh, making a co-ed um, annual event for this October, so uh, be on the lookout. Um, but yeah, Jacqueline Shaheen, she's amazing. She's a human with empathy, a human who has taught me that God is grand and to keep going and running and striving and believing. That's beautiful. Yeah. So shout out to you. What's her name one more Jacqueline, time? Jacqueline. Jackie. Jackie. Shout out to you. It's women like you that are empowering and inspiring women like Wanda, thus she being my envy. <laughs> so Aww. shout out to you, Wanda, um, for coming to the show and like for just being the the conscious and very vocal individual that you are but more so for giving us some real ground concrete facts that you shared out today so you're the mve for me so shout out to you what's your Thank MVE? You. i don't have one. Oh, so daddy okay. and i mve are you right so, Oh, yes, like definitely thank you for coming to the yeah, show. Sure. Like definitely appreciate it. You drop some knowledge. Can you I say too? I had a blast with you, with you guys. Well, you we're guys not are awesome. Yet, so just so raw. Yep, yeah, yeah, we got a little bit more to go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> She's trying to get out of here. She's yes, like, yes, I, have so to I just go. had a great time with you guys. So, alrighty. Okay, so now it's something to brag about. Something to brag about. Something to brag about. Hey, something, something to brag, to brag about, about, something to brag about, something to brag about. I thought you said you were doing a remix, like a slow. And here we go, something to brag no, about. No, no, like a. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Brandon always trying to rap. Like, I swear, Brandon is a secret, but he stayed trying to rap on the low key. Like, you, Chris Brown, for real. <laughs> I'm an artist, you know? I no, I remember when you was all singing, like, we need to change the intro. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't rocking with me. Man. I was. I just thought you was going to record it and send it to me. Oh, I forgot. You're lying. You didn't forget. Okay, something to brag about. This is not about. the intro that I want for this segment. I want it to be like a dee dee dee. <laughs> what? Like a dee dee dee. I think that's good. <laughs> no! It sounds like Star Wars. I want it to sound like a doorbell. Like. We just get a doorbell. Why do I gotta do that? Yeah, we can get like a like a bell. 
Like a Zen bell. You can't. <laughs> Ding. Like a Tibetan bell. Ding. Line them up. Bum. Bum. <laughs> no, I don't think. Okay, so. No bells. Right, no but bells. a doorbell would be cool. Like, this is something to brag about saying. And like, Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I like that. On a little keyboard. Too far. Right. Okay, so. Like we, what are you guys bragging? Okay, well, I guess since I didn't have an MV. E, I can brag first. So, yeah, I was able to go to the NAACP dinner, and it was the Freedom Fund dinner. I want to say it was the 62nd Freedom Fund dinner. It was held in Detroit at Cobo Hall, and it was just massive. Like, I've never seen anything that was that big before in my life, like, as, in terms of a fundraiser. So there was tables everywhere because it was a, a dinner. So when I say it was like 800 dinner, 800 tables in there, like that just speaks to the volume of people who was there. They have is these um, ad, ad books that like, you know, people do as fundraisers mm-hmm. to raise money for the scholarship fund. Those things were massive. Um, the speaker was amazing. Um, Maxine Waters was honored at the dinner as along as Elizabeth Warren, who is in the Senate. She was honored at the dinner as well. And EMU, BSU, and NAACP chapter was awesome. honored at the dinner as well. So they were EMU. on the dais. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just uh, cool. It was like four dais. In each corner, it was a dias, but they were on like the main dias with Maxine Waters, and I just thought it was good. That's and they awesome. were recognized for the work that they did during the times when EMU was under a lot of racial tension because of the um, derogatory language that was written on the wall, um, and how those two organizations, um, like you know, led the resistance of the black community. So. That was really cool. That That's cool. beautiful. Yeah. Well, I don't have nothing to be braggadocious over. <laughs> so braggadocious. I'll pass. Really? Aww. Yeah, I don't have nothing to brag about. Like, oh, well, I'm bragging about... No, I don't have nothing to brag about. Okay. I'm alive. I mean, I think that's something worth bragging about. And I'm, I am I spoke about finishing my book. But, like, I don't want to brag about <laughs> it. Like, that's not a good way, but... I guess I'm bragging about life. I like it. Yeah. Okay, I think I'll brag about my sister, who I think is an inspiration. And she has definitely been, like, the person who has kept me going this year, especially with the internship and everything. But the reason I'm bragging about her is an accomplishment she's made. Um, she's She does uh, eyebrows, and she's really, really known for it. Um, she used to do um, eyebrows out of Fairlane Mall. Mm-hmm. She goes by Natty B., um, and she learned how to For microwave. Real? Yeah. I know I know her. You know well, I don't know her, but I know of her because I know a lot of people that went to her. Yeah, she, she's like known, you know, yeah. they call her the eyebrowologist. So she's known for what she does. And I'm just so proud of her because her credibility and her, you know, just her personality and just who she is as a person that's gotten her this far right now um, is making it so that she learned this new skill called microblading. 
and is such a great artist at it because it's basically tattooing with like uh, hair like strokes so like you're tattooing somebody who needs like problem areas like resolved or somebody who really just doesn't have eyebrows to begin with mm-hmm. um you know she's tattooing it and in, in, like the most art you know look you know artistic way yeah. right, right, right. so people are their lives are changed through this you know some people were talking like we have like you know conditions that make well, it so that like, they can't even grow hair chemo and exactly and, and the so, fibers are dead. And- yeah, so she's definitely um, something to brag about because she's opening up her own place. Um, in the fall, Natty's um, Browology is what she's going to be calling it. So just look out for that because she's definitely somebody to That's look, what's up. look for. I love her so and much. And does she do like hair? Hair? Yeah, she does. She she used to cut hair for guys, but she now she's just strictly eyebrows. So she don't yeah. know like no techniques to help grow back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would. Uh, okay. Follow her on Instagram. Not, um, Natty, N-A-D-Y-B. Natty B, I need yeah. some help. Yep, 2822. Two, 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 two. I'm sorry, 2820. Natty B, 2820. She is. Gangster with love. Gangster with love. Yeah. All right, so Wanda, where can we find you at on social media and just in life so we can stalk you? <laughs> oh, man. So um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of Facebook. I mean, I'm I'm on Facebook, so you can find me if you just search my name, Wanda Baydoon. Um, you'll see purple. Baydoon. Baydoon, and dog, O-U-N. Okay. So um, you'll notice that if you find me on Instagram, it's under my business name, Purple Aura Designs, no spaces. Um, it's an awesome account to follow if you're a spiritual being who loves um, handcrafted jewelry. Um, I make a lot of handcrafted uh, spiritual bracelets and um, spiritual necklaces. So if you're into that kind of thing, definitely look out for me. And um, I also love to share um, real facts real information on my posts and my feeds just about calming the mind and calming the soul yeah for sure and i'm i've gotten two um products from wanda and she's the bomb so definitely <laughs> Thanks, check Brandon. her out you didn't buy see. me a gift um i'll tell you how all of that worked out <laughs> a bit later um okay. so yeah i should be getting a bracelet pretty soon everybody <laughs> <laughs> you will all right thank you okay Okay, before we get out of here, I just want to give a shout out to our top countries, United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Germany, and the Netherlands. Hey, hey shout out to you. y'all. Thank y'all for listening. It means so much to us. Top five cities in Detroit, I mean in Michigan are Detroit, Ypsilanti, Ashburn, Kenton, Warren, and Redford. Thank you all for listening. Yay to our show we definitely appreciate it and yeah so this has been your favorite intellect dr b and your homegirl danny f and a special guest wanna be and we are so glad that you came here once again so that we can give you something, something to, to brag, brag about. about peace deuce